Hey, yo, what is going on, guys? Hope everybody had a good weekend. DJ Jackal Jive here on the Jackal Jive podcast. Um, always bringing you, you know, the hottest news in DJ technology, the entertainment business, um, music industry, you know, my, far, uh, my thoughts far and wide, um, you know, on those topics. And uh, we're going to touch base on a lot of other things here um, this week. But I really wanted to start off on this Monday with a, um, a little response to a YouTube video that came out. On uh, this YouTube video came out on uh, the YouTube channel DJ Couch King, which is a great DJ name, by the way. Yo, shout out DJ Couch King, um, and he made a little video uh, commenting on the Rain 12 uh, product that just came out, um, which is basically a turntable, a motorized uh, platter turntable that doesn't have a tone arm or a needle. So it's basically a controller that has a, a motorized platter, you know, with the slip mat and the record actually built onto the platter so you can scratch with it in Serato and use it as a controller. And the, uh, and the title of this video is The Rain 12, Will It Kill DVS in 2018? And of course, DVS stands for Digital to Vinyl System, um, which is traditionally the system in which a time code record vinyl, right? So there'd be a, a vinyl record that would have a time code signal that could actually control um, di- digital DJ performance software, such as Serato or Tractor or now Rekordbox DJ even. Um, and the DVS has been a has been a real staple, I would say, of turntablist hip hop DJs. Um, you know, it's really popular in even underground dance music. Um, you know, because you can actually you know uh, beat match the records and you know scratch and perform uh, you know turntablist moves on the record itself using the digital library. And I think that this is a real key feature, especially for some uh, older DJs who grew up with turntables. You know, and really needed that uh, that tactile feedback. You know, when they're out mixing and scratching, cutting records. And I think that this has been um, a huge staple. You know, especially within the Serato community, Serato DVS is actually one of the most used DVS softwares, I would say. Um, They do a really good job at marketing the DVS. Uh, The support is always there. They really do a good job of explaining how to use it um, and integrate it in with the new products. And what we're kind of seeing now is, uh, you know, time car, I'm sorry, time code, um, boxes, the actual, um, you know, like Serato boxes and other scratch boxes that are used to intercept uh, the time code signal. And we're actually starting to see a lot more built in interfaces, USB interfaces into mixers in which you could actually just plug the phono inputs from the turntable right into the mixer, slide it over to USB, and then the actual mixer itself recognizes the time code signal um, of the DVS time code coming out of the turntable, you know, coming through the needle um, instead of using an external USB sound card that's, you know, dedicated for that software. But I kind of want to go back to the title here of the video. And, uh, you know, DJ Couch King, you know, made commentary that, um, you know, the Rain 12 product, you know, will it kill DVS in 2018? And I I agree with the most part for what he is saying here. Um, I think 2018 is starting off on a really good foot here, you know, with DJ technology and all these companies dropping these new products. Um, you know, unveiling a lot of the new stuff at uh, NAM earlier this year out in Anaheim, California at the convention center. And I think that a lot of Serato users are going to be interested into what the Rain 12 can bring to the table. Um, I mean, this motorized controller concept is nothing new. Denon really tried doing it a few years back. 
um, with one of their motorized platter controller, I'm sorry, motorized platter CD players, you know, that DJs could use and use uh, time code CDs if they wanted to use Serato with a Serato box. But it never really caught on. You know, the motorized platter thing never really caught on um, for controllers and CD players because there was moving parts involved. Um, over time, the, the motor would kind of wear down, especially, you know, when Denon was manufacturing these things at the time. I mean, Denon was, you know, not really the big brand in uh, DJ manufacturing. You know, they really made, you know, huge steps in the last couple of years and, uh, you know, really brought their, uh, their brand recognition back. But I mean, these were just, you know, not really well-known products at the time, these motorized platter CD players and the motorized platter uh, controllers. So I think that Rain coming out and, you know, officially partnering with Serato on creating this super sexy, super beautiful um, Rain 12 motorized platter controller for Serato DJ Pro, I think is just really groundbreaking. I think that a lot of DJs are gonna appreciate the craftsmanship and you know the, the thought process into the technology and how they really kind of refined the, um, you know, the user experience for turntablists. I mean, there's videos out there of guys rocking these things and you know, really liking them, say that they're, you know, they're very responsive um, you know, to that traditional uh, you know, scratching and cutting you know, uh, techniques of turntablists. And I think that this is just a super forward move for Rain to do and kind of bring back this idea of the motorized platform concept you know and introduce it back into the DJ market um, but you know DJ Couch King you know uh, is went really you know made some very very good points about um, you know how DVS users you know really rely on uh, you know their the gear that they've been using forever you know the rain 12 just came out so it's very unlikely that you're gonna see this on a lot of DJ riders or even pop up in nightclubs I mean although Serato DJ Pro is probably the most commonly used um, DVS system, if, you know, a user is going to use, uh, you know, a DVS system, you know, either, whether it be a hip-hop DJ or turntables DJ or whatever, um, I just think that it's very unlikely that you're actually going to see any club go ahead and install these controllers. Um, and here's why. I mean, they're not really, you know, versatile for other DJs if, you know, throughout the week of the nightclub and the programming. And I think that that's why you really see, you know, the Pioneer CDJ range right now really reigning king, you know, in the DJ booth uh, for the brand control because they're just so versatile. I mean, the standalone is just super functional. You know, you can roll up with, you know, USB sticks or, or CDs or uh, an SD card and, you know, you could start rocking the club right off the standalone. Um, you know, all the newer CDJs, especially, you know, the Nexus 2, uh, they integrate very well with Serato DJ Pro. So, you know, you could just kind of, um, you know, plug them in via USB and then use them in HID mode as a controller, you know, no time code signal needed. So they're very, very versatile, uh, the Pioneer CDJ range. But I think for Rain and Serato and the Rain 12 product to, you know, have this idea or this, this end goal that it's eventually going to be a, a major club installment, I think is just not realistic right now. I think, um, you know, as the product, you know, continues to get looks and more people become familiar with it, it is very likely, especially at certain nightclubs, um, you know, that have, uh, you know, types of parties where turntablists would, would really like to use these. Um, 
you know, however, I could see it really being more uh, for DJs in their home studio or bringing it out to, you know, their gigs or, you know, putting it in a flight case and actually bringing it out to use with the club, you know, with them as kind of, you know, an, an auxiliary unit or a controller just for them to use and, you know, bring it back to their home studio. But it's a really cool product. Um, and however, I think, you know, the overall, uh, you know, statement of is it going to kill DVS? It's, it's very interesting. I mean, I don't know, you know, how, how much longer DVS is really going to have, um, you know, a major impact here in the DJ market, especially within the, um, you know, the manufacturing, you know, the, of, of DJ equipment, you know, and the major brands, whether they're really going to see, you know, DVS as a long-term investment for, for them to, you know, some, to continue to refine and, you know, to continue to integrate into their new products. Um, and the reason I think that this is, is because there's just so much more opportunity in the other areas of, you know, the DJ manufacturing market for them to really excel in. I think you really saw this with Denon really, you know, moving the SC5000 Prime Series to standalone. Um, I think standalone is really, really going to be huge in the next few years, um, you know, because everybody just wants, you know, super that's super simple, efficient and effective to DJ with. And you just really see this with standalone equipment. So I'm talking about exported media that you can roll up to the DJ booth with and ditch the laptop. And I think that has been a huge crutch for DVS users over the years is the fact that their laptop has been kind of their, their Achilles heel, you know, and there's, there's so many issues with really relying on your laptop, especially within, uh, you know, the, the more major nightclub scenario. I mean, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, digital DJ performance softwares are super stable. Um, you know, Serato DJ Pro, Rekordbox DJ, um, you know, even track to scratch pro to an extent. Um, but I would say that the DJ market is really leaning towards standalone now over DVS um, because it's just well integrated with so many styles and techniques of playing music and, and you know, of, of DJing, you know, and just doing all these different things and these different iterations and, you know, configurations of the equipment um, is really what I'm trying to conclude that there's so many, you know, different configurations of the equipment that can come from the standalone um, market. But the DVS market is very, very difficult, especially for these manufacturers to, you know, and these brands to spend a lot of time on refining that throughout the years. I mean, you're just finding less and less um, actual turntables in the booth these days. You know, it's even in New York City and New Jersey around here, you know, you'll sometimes go to a nightclub and find, you know, maybe a Technics 1200 that, you know, hopefully, you know, is in working condition. A lot of times they're not, um, you know, the RCAs are all bent out of shape. The ground isn't proper. Um, so you really have to kind of, you know, know how to make those on-site repairs in the booth, especially last minute or, you know, if there's a packed dance floor. I mean, this could be really hard for some people to pull off. And I think that the Rain 12 really offers a good alternative to that because it's offering a very, you know, stable user experience, you know, with the Serato DJ Pro software. Um, and, you know, another side mention here, there was a little bonus uh, feature that DJ Couch King mentioned about the, um, the Phase technology. You know, this company dropped this product, Phase, P-H-A-S-E, Phase. Um, this is not a, this is not a Serato product. Um, this was a independent manufacturer that dropped it at NAMM 2018. Um, it's the company's name I'm looking at it now is MWM. Um, 
the company behind the wireless mix fader, and they have announced Phase, a new wireless tracker for turntable DJs. Instead of using cartridges, needles, and control vinyl, Phase allows DJs to wirelessly control the position of a record with a single control remote. Um, so this is really cool. So if I can explain it to you properly on this podcast, Basically what it is, is a little sensor that fits right over the spindle in the middle of the turntable, the little spindle that holds the record in place. And uh, you put one over each uh, turntable and to the left and to the right deck. And then there's a Bluetooth receiver that sits next to your laptop. So when you wanna go and cut and scratch the record, um, it actually is sensing the position of the, of the Bluetooth connectivity, and it's relaying that information into the DVS system, which you can then use you know, to cut and scratch and to do turntablism moves and, 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 to, uh, and to beat match and so forth. But um, I think that this iteration of, of the technology is actually better than the Rain 12 right now because there, there's a huge advantage. I mean, you can just stick this you know, in a little headphones case, two of these things with the, with the, uh, the Bluetooth remote, and uh, you know, have the same functionality you would as you're using DVS or as you're using the Rain 12. Um, and I thought that this product was really, really groundbreaking. I mean, now we're talking about um, a super portable option for somebody who wants to use um, a DVS system but doesn't want to have to rely on the cartridge needle to time code connection because, you know, if you've ever played on vinyl, you know how difficult it is sometimes to get that needle to properly fit in the groove on the record. Um, you know, dust bunnies are flying around. Uh, you know, you have to make sure that the tone arm is properly balanced on the back end with the counterweight. Um, and now what a lot of DJs are complaining about when they want to use uh, DVS, especially within the festival community, you know, a lot of uh, DVS users, when they go out and play festival shows, is that the actual bass frequency of the, you know, of the, of the festival interferes with the DVS, you know, because every time there's a very loud thud basing sound, you know, the, the frequencies are traveling up to the stage, up into the DJ booth, and ultimately up into the turntable, which can cause some DVS issues. And this is a real major, really reported problem. And this has to do with a few different things. I mean, you know, sometimes, it, you know, you really won't see this issue with a lot of the major music festivals because they have the, um, you know, they have the, the stage management and the production specialists who know how to properly isolate the frequencies on the DJ booth and on the DJ booth table. But, you know, you, you just never know is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, and a, a theme of my, my goal here is to really, you know, kind of get you guys more familiar that not every experience is going to be the same in the booth. But, um, you know, DVS, digital to vinyl system, I mean, is it coming to an end? I don't know. I find it very, very interesting. You know, something that was really groundbreaking years ago when the technology first premiered in the 2000s um, and really kind of got refined over the early 2000s. I'm sorry, over like, you know, the late 2000s, you know, even throughout 2010, 2011, 2012. Um, I think that, you know, Native Instruments did a really good job of premiering the DVS, uh, the Track to Scratch DVS system with collaborations with DJ Craze and DJ Shifty. And they marketed it very well and people kind of understood what the product is. But you know what? Now, you know, with the rise, like I mentioned before, with the rise of standalone and more... Um, and more flexible and um, equipment that can be, you know, utilized or have different functionality. You're kind of seeing less and less people being familiar with uh, DVS and and really using it as their main tool in the DJ booth because it is a very very difficult system 
to perfect. You know, it, it's true. I mean, especially when you roll up to a nightclub that you know you maybe haven't played before or, uh, you know, you're playing on equipment that, you know, you're not familiar with using. I mean, there's a much better chance of you playing a successful set off of, you know, a pair of CDJs or other standalone equipment than there is you rolling up with your time code records and, you know, trying to get all the needles in, you know, because the record could be broke or something like that. But uh, I'm sorry, the, you know, the turntable could be broke or the torque might not be proper. It might be slowed down. So these are just some of my thoughts. And I think it speaks more to where uh, DJ equipment manufacturers and brands should really focus their time in. And I think that DVS eventually is going to fall out of sync. I think that over the next few years, we're going to see a lot more of these companies just focus in the standalone market. And, um, you know, even these motorized controllers, you know, like the Rain 12, I think that, you know, Maybe other companies might kind of adopt the very similar feature set into future products, um, even though the motorized plotter, like I said, had been out for the last few years, and um, and Rain had kind of you know rebrought you know revitalized this concept into the DJ equipment market. But uh, it's interesting, guys. I'm very curious to know what you think. I think that um, especially if you're a DJ who, who's really familiar with the different playing methods and all the different techniques you can use as a DJ and all the different softwares, I feel like it's a very interesting conversation, especially if you've always relied on, um, you know, Serato throughout the years. You know, you were a Serato Scratch Live user, then you were a Serato DJ user, and then you were, you know, now you're a Serato DJ Pro user. And I'm very, very curious to know your thoughts and what you think of the overall state of DVS in DJing in 2018, and whether you've heard of some of these products. And I always tell people, you should always be, you should always have your ear to the ground and kind of listen in on uh, what the newest products are gonna be and what the newest uh, manufacturers are doing and you know all the cool little things that are coming up because there's some really, really cool products coming out. We're living in a great age where, you know, uh, DJ equipment manufacturing companies are trying to one-up each other, and it's it's awesome. I mean, we're getting such cool new technology. We're just getting features that we haven't seen before, um, and I'm just super excited. And like I said, I think uh, you really saw it in 2017. In 2018, we're hitting the ground running in terms of just a new awesome products that you know we as DJs can use to really make a good set and you know make a good experience for the audience. So hit me up on Twitter at Jackal Jive. I would love to know your thoughts on this. You know all. All these topics we discussed throughout this podcast. Um, I'm also going to be uploading this to Mixcloud and Soundcloud, so feel free to comment on there as well. Um, and if you would like, you know, hit me up on Anchor, send me a voice message. I would love to get you guys in some future episodes here and know some of your thoughts. But that's it from me, Jackal Jive, on today's episode, Monday, April 9th, 2018. I hope to see you guys soon back here on the podcast. One love, peace.